Good evening, humans, and welcome to another episode of Summaries with Chalk. Okay, so happy Sunday, and it took me a minute to like, I had to think about what day it is because it has been the craziest few weeks ever. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about just like that energy in today's episode, but I'm really excited about this. It's kind of random. And the thing about my episodes um, is that, yeah, they're random. They're not planned. It's basically like a, a spin off of all the other podcasts I've had where it's been very DIY, where I just kind of like, um, think about how I feel what's been going on and also consistency is like really like a B because um because of being so like busy um which I hate that word but being so consumed with like so many activities um it has been really hard to like um release episodes the way I want but I don't want to make excuses man I'm here you're here let's get into it um, today's episode is called Summaries of the Enneagram. Summaries of the Enneagram. Okay, um, so basically before we get started, I just wanted to quickly like recap, think aloud about all of the personal accomplishments um, or maybe setbacks that I had the past few weeks um, and more specifically like this week. Um, I got to do a little improv, which was like so scary, but also like exhilarating and cool. Um, here in Austin, there's a theater, Cold Town, um, and they do a lot of, like, comedy, improv, um, really, like, really cool space. I've been a fan of it for so long now. I've had friends who, who, like, um, would always go there or participate there, so I would, like, always be a part of it, be around it, and, um, years ago, my friend, like, had this random, like, I guess, talk show or something, called rainy nights and i was a guest on it one time and it was hilarious and funny and fun and i was like oh my gosh i'm addicted but like there's like a little fear you know of always wanting to do like any kind of like comedy or like improv or like being on your toes kind of like humor but as an actor i think it's really important to think about doing it's a good way to perfect your craft to be sharp to be um you know, unapologetic or unafraid to, like, make choices, bold choices on stage and just commit to it wherever it goes. And that was really funny. Um, But the the show was called Stool Pigeon, and and I don't know, I guess, I don't know if that's a show or the name of the group. Um, But I got to be a part of, they have this thing called, uh, I don't even know what it's called, child, but but the premise is you, you get, like, a random audience member or, like, somebody in the community and, um, 
they tell stories and the improv troupe um, will act out whatever the story is. Like they will come on stage and bring your story to life or like, you know, act out what comes to their head about my story and my stories, man, y'all. Um, I had a story about when I peed on myself at HEB, like to this day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I did that. And then another story about when I passed out watching Matilda the Musical at Zach. Um, I passed out because I ate an edible and uh, I didn't think it through because I didn't have no food in my stomach. So, or, or you know, I, I was light, light, tummied. What is it? I didn't have a lot of food in me. And, the, and so it hit me hard, honey. And it's a hilarious story. <laughs> and, um, and then I, I, I told another story about like, whenever you're just in public and you don't know, like if you're just like paranoid or if people are racist, like when they honk their horn and you're like, are you honking your horn, you know, for safety purposes or are you honking your horn because you're nervous about me being black around you? You know what I'm saying? So like, I was like, dudes, I don't know. It was like random energy. And I feel like, you know, they did a good job and we had fun and it was hilarious. But I think I was like, are they nervous to do a lot of my, um, I don't know, my like stories because I'm black and I and my stories had a lot to do with black, being black or like um, THC, you know? <laughs> so anyways, uh, so I got to do that. Um, I started working at this random like you know, small little school and my boss just came up to me and was like, we just really love you here. I spoke to a lot of the um, co-workers and they really enjoy you being around they think you're really helpful and we really appreciate you and I'm like oh my gosh like it made me feel so happy like it was really cool because considering where I was before that I'm like oh my gosh like it really just depends on your environment and what you feel like you can contribute and I'm like okay is this more of my niche I don't know I think I definitely have more to offer and give in the field of like education, maybe or teaching, teaching the arts. But I think that I have a, like a lot to learn. And I, you know, if I have to teach myself or take my own classes or whatever, like I'll get there. But it's like a matter of like, is that a road that you want to go down? But I just want to inspire like people to be artists, you know, like not to not be afraid to like make art, you know? And it's not going to always look like, like my art is not going to look like some of my really good friends, like friends I went to college with or have known in like the theater arts community. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're in that, you're in that movie or, oh my God, I just saw you on that awesome commercial or, oh my gosh, like you're on freaking Broadway. Like literally, literally like I'm friends or, or have been friends with or been, have walked the same paths or breathed the same air at some points in my life with some amazing people. And I'm like, man, so like, I don't want to give up on myself or my dreams, but you, you know, you have these moments where you're like, um, what is my, you know, purpose? What is my calling? And when I'm not on stage, I am happy at this place. And yes, it's not like an ideal place. Like, you know, but I I don't see myself being like, I, like, I don't see it being somewhere I'm going to run away from. Like, I feel like something in conflict with what I want to do with my life might get in the way of me staying here one day, maybe. But like, it's like an awesome place to, to be personally. And so I'm just like happy, like if I'm going to 
you know, I'm like, okay, if I'm not on stage, what can I be doing to make money? And I've had like a million jobs. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're doing a million things. And I was like, oh, I was, I'm looking for something a little more steady that I can count on. And so I randomly found this job. The hours are almost perfect because I'm able to, you know, work a little bit and then go be, you know, a, an actor or go do commercials or whatever I've got to do, you know, the rest of the day, you know, and it's and it's great, you know. And so um, it's like a blessing and I'm really grateful for it. I really am. So that's just a, that's like a random recap of the week. OK, so I talked your face off about like what I was doing. But I just wanted that energy to like transpire. Something else that happened this week, I had an, I think it was my most recent episode about dieting. And like it's just like a path that I'm on. I've been listening to this podcast, which I should put I should mention um later. Let me put it down there. Um, um because it's gonna basically hold on, I'm writing it. Okay. Um, but basically it's like the podcast that, like, it, 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 the subject that it talks about, I'm kind of like, you hear it, like, playing in your head, like, oh my gosh, they were right, like, I, it's, I'm definitely doing that this week, like, where where am I mentally, what does it mean, and I just, you know, want to do a check-in, which is probably the reason, you know, that triggered me to be like, record this podcast right now, it is time, you know, that's the beauty of having a low-budget studio, hunty, you can record anytime, anywhere, shout out to Anchor. Okay, um, all right, so today's subject, Enneagrams, all right, summaries of Enneagrams, so what is the Enneagram? I basically today wanted to take um, some of my studies, or like studies, or like um, just like my thoughts, my feelings on this subject, because I'm obsessed. Anybody who's in a play with me, specifically, um, or like somebody that I've, I've become like close to or, I, or I'm like um, amused by, I'm always like, do you know your Enneagram number? And they're usually like, what? What is that? And then they struggle saying the word back to me. It's pronounced any, A-N-Y, any, uh, like, you know, U-H, Graham, G-R-A-M, any, uh, Graham. But it's spelled N-E-E-E-A, I said N-E-E, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M child help me um enneagram anyway so basically the the a lot of my thoughts are like the things that i was inspired by today i got some from an article that i'll mention later and um some from this book this book is where i started this time last year um I was a few months in from quitting my teaching job. I was a teacher for about three and a half, four years. And I taught theater arts to sixth through 12th graders. And it was like so fun and rewarding. And then it became really hard and troubling mentally and uh, spiritually. And also because um, the summer before that um, and the year before that, I just had the hardest year um, with men, with my health, with my wealth, like a lot of things, it was kind of like a turning point, you know, you know what I mean? Like you're turning 30 or about to be 30, you know, my twenties was ending a really serious relationship I was in was ending, you know, it was like, you know, transitional, super transitional. So, um, it kind of led into me wanting to leave my job anyway. So during that time, my parents were like, um, they still are like big Enneagram buffs. Like they love it. They're going to a, 
a a um like convention seminar if you will at um a church here in austin westover hills church um susan stabil is going to be there and i forget i think her I think it's called Stances. It's on their website. And the like registration fee is, I can't remember what it is now. It's like, if it's just, if you're just like a random, like me, like it's like, a, I think a hundred or more dollars. I'm like, dang. But like, if you're obsessed, like I'm like literally like, okay, what do I have to do that day? I have to literally look at my schedule because I'm down to drop them dollars um, because of how obsessed I am with Enneagram and the work that it's kind of done in my life. And I've been like, kind of lazy about what this is but like even with just the little bit of knowledge that you know it could go so far so like when you really dive in and you really get to know the system of it like it can be come an obsession which makes so much sense for my number which I'll get to but anyways okay the book that I'm talking about um which can also go under the reads section when I get to that segment but um the Enneagram made easy Discover the Nine Types of People by Renee Barron. Um, Renee Barron. The Enneagram Made Easy. Um, so you can get it, like, technology, like, you can read it online, like, in a Kindle version or something. But you can also get the tangible version. I have both because um, um, I, I'm i obsessed with, like, having it when I'm on the go and, like, lugging the book around. I was like, it wasn't mine, it was my dad's. And I didn't want to get it ruined. I didn't want to like, you know, I was stressed out. Like if I let a friend borrow it or whatever. So I was like, can you bring it back to me? Oh my God. And I don't want to become that person. And then they forget about it. And I'm like, it's not my book, whatever. So I got my own like technology copy, technology copy. Um, so I'm going to read a little bit about um, what the Enneagram is so that you can get like a little bit of knowledge Um And I had someone ask me, like, some of the questions, like, when did it start? Or, like, who started it? Was it a Christian? Because it lives, to me, in the world of, like, um, artists and Christians, like, which I would consider myself both. So it's kind of like Christian artists, but not, not specifically and only. Like, I know a lot of theater kids, hippies, like, trippy people who love the Enneagram. And I'm like, I would consider myself, you know, more on that spectrum which is cool to me, but it is. Um, The Enneagram is a study of the nine basic types of people. It explains why we behave the way we do, and it points to specific directions for individual growth. It's an important tool for improving relationships with family, friends, and coworkers. The roots of the Enneagram go back many centuries. Its exact origin is not known, but it is believed to have been taught orally in secret Sufi brotherhoods in Middle East, which I thought was interesting. The Russian mystical teacher G.I. Jurijev, which is a name that I'm like sure I'm mispronouncing, um, he introduced it to the Europe, to the Europeans in 1920 or in the 1920s, and it arrived in the United States in the 1960s, which makes so much sense about what I said about hippies and like, you know what I'm saying? So it's been around for a minute, but I feel like it's, you know, it's it's coming to the surface. It's like, to me, it's like numerology meets um, Myers-Briggs. Like, it's like kind of trippy and numerology is like crazy to me. And that's a whole nother like thing that fa- it all fascinates me. And, I, you know, 
I'm not going to say this is it. This is the Bible. Like this is what everyone needs to listen and go by. But a lot of it to me is like really um, captivating. Um, We're going to get I'm going to get back into this after this um, commercial break. Check it out. Welcome back. Um, sorry, I just wanted y'all to get get a little breathing room. All right, all right. So back to the enneagram. All right, um, ennea is Greek for the number nine. Gram means a. Um, so, um, a drawing. I'm sorry. A, gram means a drawing. So enneagram is uh, a drawing with nine points. So like, if you look it up, you'll see like this circle. Um. And then there's like, you know, the numbers around it and they usually have the title of the numbers and then you can draw like, they have like lines drawn to like your growth point and your stress point. And like, I don't know if I'm going to talk about all of that on this episode because this episode will be so long and it's already like longer than I'm like, dang, I'm just obsessed with it. So I could talk about it forever. Um, basically like they said, it's like, um, it's like nine different points of views. And there's a lot of like questions like how can these nine points of views like or personality types cover everyone in the whole world? And like, whoo, that's like, so I'm like, oh, do we have the time? Like, I, you know, I'm going to talk to you about what my number is. Um, but I want to see. Um, it says this by working with the Enneagram, we develop a deeper understanding of others and we learn alternatives to our own patterns of behavior. We break free from worn out coping strategies and begin to see life with the broader point of view. So that's like, I guess it's, you know, it's whole point. And it really has helped me in a lot of ways, just kind of like see people for who they are but then there are all these questions of like are we stereotyping someone based on their number you know like how do we know that we're not just putting them in some kind of box and there are ways that like that can totally be a problem you know or a thing um so like I said there are nine different Enneagram types the number one is the perfectionist two is the helper Three, the achiever. Four, the romantic. Five, the observer. Six, the questioner. Seven, the adventurer. Eight, the asserter. And nine, the peacemaker. So there um, are nine, and they each have wings, which typically is a number that they go to when they're in more like stressful. And you know, they, stress is a word that can, I guess, can be used loosely. Um, or more like, um, I would like more pointy or prickly like times in life and then like when you're at a more relaxed state or open-minded state um you go to another number but then there's also um your wings that are like right next to you and since I am a number seven I am the adventurer um my natural wings I would say I don't even know if that's the term but like are six and eight because they're right you know seven's right in the middle of those numbers Um, But I also go to a one when I am in a more stressed place and a five when I'm in a more relaxed state. So the adventurer, um, we seem to be um, motivated by the need to be happy 
um, we plan enjoyable activities that uh, we want to contribute to the world. And we also like want to avoid suffering and pain. So if you like um, have been listening to any of my other episodes, especially the Mimi's Mind episodes from back in the day, you can hear me like just wrestle with that so hard, like being so sad and like hating it, you know? Um, what I love about this book, it, because it, it kind of puts it like, it's called Enneagram is made easy, right? Because it is like a simple way to explain it. Because like I said, you can talk about it forever. There's a lot of other cool, cool podcasts that talk about the Enneagram in a fun way. And they interview people who have, you know, specific number types, or they talk about specific number types or their wings. And it's a lot of fun. Um, and what I should have done is mention them. I'm going to try to mention the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. But I didn't like even think about that till right now, how beneficial that could be for you to have. Um, so I'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, so sevens, I'm a seven. And sevens at their best, are the, we're fun-loving, spontaneous, imaginative, and productive. Which I feel that hard. Um, at our worst, we're narcissistic. Ooh, I feel that. Impulsive, Lord. Unfocused, hence this podcast, okay? Um, rebellious. Oh my goodness. Like, and sometimes what I love about Enneagrams is that they drag you, you know, a little bit. Like, they politely drag you. They let you, you know, they might push you a little bit. And sometimes they, you might feel attacked, honey, um, because they just tell you about yourself. And if you feel attacked, you know, you you might agree. And sometimes people are like, "No, I'm not." But like that could be proven one of the you know points on the list. Sevens at our best, we're also enthusiastic, quick, confident, charming, curious. Yes, honey. Um, at our worst, we're also undisciplined, possessive, manic, self-destructive, restless. If that's not me then I don't know, you know? Um, and then they have this thing where you can take like a personality inventory to just see, like, do you have some of these traits? Like I enjoy life. I'm generally uninhibited and optimistic. Um, I I am busy and energetic. I seldom get bored if left to do what I want. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you check it off. If you think like, yes, that's me. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, or no, that's not me at all. Um, another one. I usually pick upbeat friends who have similar goals. Yes, dude. Yes. And if, if we're not friends anymore, if we don't talk anymore, it may not necessarily be because they're not upbeat. Maybe we don't have similar goals or maybe they don't get your personality. But as a seven, you like, you're like, that's uncomfortable. Bye. You like leave before it gets, you know, too crazy. Like we don't like to be fenced in. We don't like to be feeling like we can't get out of a situation. That's why, like, being engaged has been such an interesting process for me. Because there are days when I'm like, dude, this is so cool. Like, I can't wait to see what this, like, relationship um, evolves into. And then other days I'm like, get me out of this. Like, how can I get out of this situation? I want to run for the hills, honey. This is not what I, you know, want to do. I, you know what I mean? Like, you freak the heck out so like I don't know you know that's definitely like a seven thing um how to get along with me like 
This is so real. And this is funny because I talk a lot as a Gemini, but it says to be brief. Um, when people beat around the bush and they don't just tell you because I could also be um, slow. Like, wait, what? Honey, just tell me. And sometimes just tell me doesn't always mean tell me any kind of way. You don't got to talk to me crazy, but just talk to me, honey. One time my nephew said that to me. We were playing I Spy. We were taking a walk. And uh, I was like, I spy, whatever, something. And he couldn't figure it out. And he was like, you got to talk to me. You got to talk to me. And to this day, I'm like, this boy said, he said it like that. And he was like four or something, young. I'm like, how does he know how to say that? It's just funny anyways. So that's how I feel, though. That's a mood. You got to talk to me. Um, Companionship, affection, and freedom. Those are like keywords for sevens. We want to be... Uh, we want to make sure, like, we got we have a partner, which is also that reason why I said, like, being engaged is cool. Like, it's, like, something consistent, you know. Like, as long as you're breathing air and God has given you life, like, this is your person. You know what I mean? Like, this is the journey that you can, you, you know, you can be on with this person. But there's also freedom there. Like, him not being in the country <clears throat> is, like, hard. But also, like, there's a level of freedom to that, a level to still kind of like walk the path that I was on. You know, you have a reason to push harder and grind the word that Donna said she hates. But like, you know, there's a reason for you to like keep moving. You know what I mean? But also you're free to still explore, to find your way, to get on the path that you want to and need to be on for when they get here, you know? Um, Stimulating conversation, honey, and laughter. Yes, sevens love this. I mean, I say sevens. I'm a seven. I enjoy this. Um, and, like, this is, like, a, a conversation that I have often. Like, I need I need to be stimulated in conversation. Like, this morning, we were, like, it was, like, so early. We had a, we had a show. We had a performance this morning at 11, but our call time is, like, 9 or something. So we are at the theater, like, all early, talking about life, like, deep stuff early in the morning. And I want to have some of those people on an episode or two because man we've had some great talks and I'm like dude I want the world to like just hear how your brain works because your brain is trippy like so yeah like simulating conversation is our jam um in relationships um we are light-hearted we're generous outgoing caring and fun um, we intru- we introduce our friends and loved ones to new activities and adventures, which is probably another reason why I really enjoy um, being in the relationship that I am in because I'm like he's um, you know you know he knows about America, Texas, you know, but like just there's like a lot of experience that he didn't get to experience and like will get to experience with me, um, hopefully. Um, like I'll get to just like little stuff, like let's go to the grocery store or like get gas or like, you know, stuff that we take for, for granted every day. It's like a, a chance to like view life differently and more, more, um, just grateful, be more grateful of like the little things, you know, um, at our worst in a relationship, we're narcissistic. Like I said, we we're opinionated, defensive, and distracted, often ambivalent, being tied down to a relationship. Didn't I just say that, y'all? Like, yes, this is very much like traits that I've seen in myself, um, especially when I was working at the school that I hated 
And when I'm in, when I'm stressed about life, life, you know, you take it out on the people you're closest to as a seven, like, um, or just, you know, people in general, we do this, but like, you feel most comfortable being like your worst self around this person because it's like you can be Jekyll and Hyde and be like, oh, never mind. Okay, I'm back to earth. And it's just like, to me, not healthy. And it's something that I'm like, all right, for real, you need to get a grip on this anxiety. Like I'm in the show now. Saw Paul's Alien Adventure at Scottish Rite Theater opened February um, 8th, runs through February 29th, Thursdays through Sundays two-show weekend starting the third week of the show. You need to come and see this show for a kid's show. It's amazing. The music's amazing. The dancing's amazing. The singing's amazing. The acting is amazing. There's this character called Anxiety. Oh, what we call her Morph, but like, to me, it represents anxiety. And it's just this dark figure that looms in the air when you're nervous about conquering a fear or going and doing something that you feel like could be brave. Um, it's there always telling you that you can't, you can't do that. And I just really feel like that has played a big part in so much of like my life, you know, and the things down to my eating habits, down to my, the way that I love others, the way I love my family, the way I love my friends. And most, most importantly, the way I love myself, you know, it's like, I've looked for things like, oh, this job makes me happy, so I want to stay here. And, like, that, that is so important. Like, if you're going to be wasting your time working for the man, you know, at least find happiness doing that. And that was something that I was like, I need. I need that. And, like, I give my, like, life to a lot of people. Um, or, like, the people are like, let me use you. You know, like, this one, you know, I'm in this situation coming up. And I've been tugged, like... I'm like, should I do this? Should I commit to this situation? Am I going to hate myself? Or am I going to, is it going to teach me how to speak for myself? Like, I don't know. Like, there are, like, different goals that, like, I've seen, like, pathway pathways to getting to go down. But I'm like, do I want to do this and be so upset that I don't have the balls to, like, advocate for myself? But, like, that's where, like, being, you know... I guess like opinionated or defensive or whatever in a relationship or whatever comes in because you're just like projecting all the things that you wish you could do to someone else or like wish you could do to yourself or say, you know, I don't know things you feel about yourself. Like projection is so freaking powerful, man. Um, So that's just, you know, something that see, you know, anyways, I'm obsessed with Enneagram and there's a lot of like stuff that you can talk about that you know, gets you to really get to know yourself or think about who you might be, you know, like the question that I, I I don't know if I've asked this, I think I talk about this on like almost every episode, but like I've asked a few friends about this this past week. Like if someone were to ask you, like, who are you? Tell me about yourself. Like, would you be able to say anything or like, would you know, you know? And I had a friend say, well, she always leads with what she, what she does for a living. Like, you know, she's a teaching artist and she talks about that. She cares about that. Um, and then from there, she talks about other things. And I'm like, OK, what would I lead with? Um, but I, but the more that I learn about the Enneagram and the number seven, the more I learn about me. And I'm like, OK, what are some traits that the Enneagram mentions that I enjoy about about being a seven? 
that remind me of me that, you know, I could use as something that, you know, to describe myself if people were to ask me that I can own and believe, you know, and, um, Some of the things say being optimistic and not letting life's troubles get me down. Being spontaneous and free-spirited. Being outspoken and outrageous is part of being the fun. It's part of the fun. Being generous and trying to make the world a better place. Having the guts to take risks and try exciting adventures. Having such varied interests and abilities. But what makes it hard is having to keep our options open not having enough time to do all the things I want to do, not completing the things I start, not being able to profit from the benefits that come from specializing, not making commitment to a career, having a tendency to be ungrounded, getting lost in plans or fantasies, feeling confined in a one-to-one relationship. Man, like, that's the realest, you know? And uh, I've, I've, I've tackled a lot of those issues this week. And I don't know, like, I appreciate the Enneagram just because it, it may not be the answer for everybody, but it's definitely helped me dive into myself more and um, just understand who I might be Um, who I might be and what I could maybe do about like getting around some of my, like, um, some of my quirks, some of my issues and the things that might be holding me back. Like there is so much, um, there's so much more that I could talk about with this episode. So maybe this could be a part one, but like, there's so many of the, like even the dieting episodes, like I want to do more episodes, um, that are like, like there's a part one, of course, but I want to do more because I'm obsessed. Okay. But I want to move on to our next segment because I could talk about this forever. All right. So that's Enneagrams. Enneagrams made easy by Renee Barron. If you want to check that book out and I'm going to put these pictures on my Instagram page at chalk tea. Um, if you want to like see what it looks like and all of that, you know know what I'm saying? And maybe then the part two episode, I'll put like, there's another like article that I really wanted to check out or like read you some questions that I saw in it that were just so captivating. So we got to, we got to touch this again, yo. We got to do this again. Thank you so much for listening. All right, let's get to our next segment. Boop, boop. Okay, dudes. All right, so quickly... I'm going to do um, my listens, reads, and watches for the week, the month of February. And hopefully we'll do like another episode this month because so much is happening this month that I really want people to be a part of. Like, side note, um, I just opened a show this past weekend, Saw Paul's Alien Adventure. And then this weekend, I'm opening Single Black Female by Lisa B. Thompson. Saul Paul wrote Saul Paul's Alien Adventure. He's a local Black Austin playwright. Lisa B. Thompson as well, local Black Austin playwright, also professor of African American Studies, I believe, at the University of Texas in Austin. She's amazing. Years ago, I got to 
to be a part of her peace mother's day at frontera fest and they won best of fest and it was so awesome i've been trying to work with her ever since but life has been so crazy and busy or her projects just don't pass my way but this one did and i jumped on and i'm so blessed that i was chosen and it has such been such a challenging and amazing and inspiring wonderful process and I'm learning so much about myself as a woman, as a black woman. And even though I'm, I guess I'm not single anymore. I, there are a lot of a lot of things about me that still feel single. And um, I'm really inspired by that. Um, anyways, okay, what I'm listening to, listen, read, watch, listens. All right, twenty. I've been listening to Spotify, you know, whatever, and they. You know, they have those playlists that they make of, like, songs you listen to, like, all the past 2019 and stuff or whatever. But randomly, like, they have old ones on mine. And I listened to um, most played songs of 2016. And then I did 2017 and then 2018. And the question is, who was I? Especially in 2016. Like, what the heck? Who was I? Some of those songs are so awesome. And I forgot how cool they are. And some of them, I'm like, wow, why was I listening this hard to, like, what musical? It was some musical. I was like, why do I have this on here? You're in town. Like, what? I mean, you're in town's pretty good, but, like, random. Another thing I'm listening to, um, and I stopped this, this week specifically because I got really sick. And then I could not go to the gym like I wanted to. You can still kind of hear it in my voice. But, um... It's called, um, like, losing 100 pounds or something like that. This is the two hosts. One lady lost 100 pounds. One lady lost 80 pounds. And they're basically just talking about what they did, you know, and how they've been able to keep it off. One lady for 12 years and the other one, I'm not sure how long, but it's been years now. And they've been able to maintain their weight. And they're like, we don't, like, you know, they, they, they were like, we tried a lot of the diets. We tried a lot of this and that. But it's basically just about, like making the decision to whatever you want to do like if you if you want to do keto is that something you can commit to for the rest of your life like if you want to do a certain workout or a certain like diet plan or whatever be sure that it's something that you can be okay with doing forever and she was like I didn't start like one day wake up and I'm gonna be um going to gym class five times a week da 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 she was like, I made small, gradual changes that became, like, big lifestyle decisions. Like, she would always eat, like, a carton of ice cream, like, almost every night. And then one night, she was like, I'm about to put that carton of ice cream in a bowl. And so she was like, don't don't get me wrong, the bowl was big as hell. And it, and it was damn near the whole ice cream bucket, but I started with it in a bowl. And then, you know, it grew from there. Then one day, instead of eating, you know... Snickers bar she would change the Snickers to like a salad or some chips or like whatever but you know it was like small changes that became something bigger like I'm gonna eat more vegetables today or I'm gonna walk every single day for 10 minutes you know making like small small choices that can go so much further and I'm like dude do it so um I love sacrifice training that's my gym but I think I'm gonna like explore like other gym classes around the area and that's hard for me to do because honey I love that gym um and we'll see what happens but I'm like just seeing like you know how your body reaches a plateau and you're like okay I'm doing I was doing everything right not this week I uh I um nutritionally like fell off the wagon and so that's probably why I didn't listen to that podcast 
but I'm like, uh, get back on the tra- get back on the wagon, like do the work, like sit down, make time for yourself. And what I enjoy about the other gym classes is that they're just a little bit earlier in the morning, which gives me more time to get my head in the game before going to work and being like a part of other people's lives and being, you know, putting myself second because I'm trying to be of service to others. So I'm like, okay, take care of yourself and get that out of the way with enough time to get your head in the game for something else. So that's what I'm trying to do. Um, So we'll see what happens. Um, I'll report back, hopefully, if things go well. You know what I'm saying? All right, so that's listens. Okay, reads. The things that I've been reading. Um, honestly, Amanda Seals, Small Doses, the audiobook version came in. And I think I mentioned this on the past couple of episodes, how I bought the book in the mail and I have the hard copy. And I started reading like a few pages of the first chapter and I loved it, but it was so beautiful. It reminded me so much of the Slum Flowers, What a Time to Be Alone. And I was like, I'm obsessed with Chidera Egaru's book. I love What a Time to Be Alone. And it was so beautiful. And Amanda Seal's Small Doses is another another like piece of art. It's beautiful. But I was like, man, I would love to hear her read this to me, like in her voice. And then, I don't know, I was just on her Instagram like like a couple days ago, maybe yesterday. I don't even know. And I saw like people posting like, she was posting like people listening to the audiobook. And I'm like, wait, what? So I go to Audible and I had two free credits, honey. So I'd use one of them credits, baby, and got that book. I was like, oh my gosh. So I started listening to it today. And it's beautiful. It's like her her podcast, but extended. And I, I think that's why I don't mind long podcasts because hers sometimes are long and like so like rambly like mine. But she, the difference is she's like spinning gems left and right, like knowledge, knowledge, knowledge experience cool stuff she's learned her growth and like seeing her growth is like amazing when you dive into your um your growth like you dive into your journey wow and it's cool to see so listening to her book has been so inspiring and it reminds me of like an updated 2020 2019 version of single black female which is a very it's like it's such a great play but there are some moments that are very much like a time capsule to like the late 90s you know what i'm saying which is cool um which i still love the late 90s was is still a very precious time you know in my life um but listening to amanda seals talk about some of the same literal same things and the same profound beautiful intelligence that lisa b has it is so cool to hear like the difference and the same you know i don't know so it just really has inspired me as an artist to like tell this story of the single black female even better you know um so that's what's really cool about it so that's definitely the book that i've been reading i want to kind of like pick up the bible you know what i'm saying again or the alchemist quite random um extremities i guess I don't know, but, you know, just like, I really want to just dive back into like spirituality. I remember like the um, New Year's Eve or like closer to New Year's Eve when I got with my friends and we made vision boards and I got my cards read and like, just like different like spiritual paths and journeys was so interesting to me. Like people to come in and tell me like about how, how they feel like life is coming. And I remember just like hearing it and it felt so foreign, like, okay. 
but you're kind of walking through that path now at the beginning of this year, and you're like, okay, wait, maybe she, maybe she was on to something, because that, you know what I'm saying, so I guess that's what's cool about it, but, um, so those are books that I'm really interested in reading, I just, I crave being inspired, I crave inspiration, I just don't want to give up on that, life is short, we lost a, a legend, Kobe Bryant, you know, randomly in a helicopter crash, that blows my mind, and uh, you really, it puts into perspective a lot of stuff, you know, uh, which reminds me of my watches, what I've been watching, I did not watch his story, like, or the interview with Gail, because I just, I can't, I'm not ready to just, like, do that, I guess, but I did watch Aaron Hernandez's story, which I didn't know that he, you know, I'm like, should I spoil it? Most people kind of know. You know, I didn't know that it ended the way it ended. So I'm watching it like, I don't know what I was expected to watch, child. And that blew my mind. Uh, the Aaron Hernandez story, just like being a, being a man, you know what I'm saying? I know it ain't easy. And that's the power that we've put on things, the labels that we've given. You know what I'm saying? We make life harder than it has to be. And it, that really blew my mind. Another cartoon or show I watched was BoJack Horseman. The season six, they finally like finished it. And it was so amazing. It's more than a cartoon to me. or It's like animation, like animated TV. Like it is a TV show. It is The writing is impeccable, brilliant. I mean, the way that they did the, the season six, the voice actors, the characters, the stories. Speaking of Enneagram, I went to like a Reddit post to see like what are the Enneagram numbers of these characters because I have to know like I'm obsessed and I still got to figure that out like what is Bojack is he a three or is he a seven like I got to figure it out because I'm obsessed you know what I'm saying and Princess Carolyn is she a one like I'm obsessed or is Todd a seven or maybe he's a nine you know what I mean like that cartoon had me tripping like the way that it ended and just like how it progressed was powerful and super relatable like the job that bojack horseman gets at later on in season six is very obviously very much my life so accurate so similar it it was trippy even what todd did for a living i was i could relate to a lot of it was just so real and crazy and the fact that they chose him to be an actor an artist like woo, that was a great cartoon so if you haven't checked out bojack horseman on netflix i know it might take you a while to just kind of dive into it but you got to just like give it time it's deep it's deeper than a cartoon don't expect like slapsticks like silly humor like it's gonna take you places for a little cartoon honey um and now I'm currently watching AJ and the Queen on Netflix. I'm only on the episode one. And uh, I paused it because I was like, I need to finish this episode that I'm recording. But I'm on the part where AJ was, or I'm thinking AJ's the kid name. He was outside talking about, give me $5 to RuPaul. I was like, what? This kid's bad. He triggered me, honey. But um, I think it's going to be moving. Um, but it seems like fun. I'm obsessed with like drag queens. It's such a random culture and art style. And it's just like there's history and there's so much that goes into it. So and I've seen some amazing cameos from Bianca Del Rio. I'm obsessed with her. What an amazing like comedian, artist, actor like. Oh, 
I don't know. I'm obsessed. There's just so much talent in the world. Like, art is amazing. There's so many different forms. Um, that would also make a great episode. Summaries of art styles. And that's a good a good way to get a bunch of my friends just on here talking with me. So I'm not the only one babbling at you. But, you know, okay. So I talked about a lot of random stuff today. But if you're really interested in getting into the Enneagrams, you can check, check out books. Um... Um, the Path Between Us by Susan Stabile, um, The Long Journey Home or Long Road Home, or The Path Back to Home or something. Um, child, I can't remember it. But those are amazing Enneagram starting books. Um, Enneagram Made Easy by Renee Barron. That's also really good. There are podcasts called Enneagram for Idiots. There's a podcast called Enneagram and Coffee. They also have um, an Instagram page called Enneagram. Uh, and coffee and it's so good and just like so fun um there's a lot of like uh there's a i'm trying to think susan stabile has like several enneagram podcasts you should listen to um they're they're just there's so much like um information out there if you're really interested and just learning more about yourself and different personalities and like how to get along with your like family like if you listen to the colorism episode my sister and I we talk about a little bit we kind of dabble into the fact that now that we're in our 30s we get along a lot better but I think a lot of that does have to do with the Enneagram and just like taking the time to like get to know who we are as people what triggers us what inspires us what keeps us going, what pulls us back, what, you know, makes us retreat. And, you know, I I have, like, longed for, like, a relationship, like, that was positive with my sister for years, for a long time. And so now we're kind of learning, like, you know, how to do that. And, um, you know, life is something you, ne- you never just be like, okay, figured it out. Like, you'll always keep learning. And so that's what I enjoy about just, like, life is, like, you know, your constant need to learn. Um So I hope you're inspired today and I thank you for listening. I babble a lot on these episodes and I just appreciate you going down with, you know, going down the path with me. The rabbit hole, man. Man, that should be the name of another podcast. The rabbit hole, baby, because that's what we do. Um, Tune in with me next time when we talk about some other random summary. We use the word summary very loosely in this studio of my um, of my house. Yeah. Thank you. See you next time. Whoop, whoop.